0: Hey, all you rad dads out there. Hey,
1: what's up, everyone? Welcome to the Rad Dad Show, the parenting podcast where we ask inspiring dads the question, What does it mean to be a rad dad? I'm Brett, and I'm stoked to bring you this interview with Chicks Dig It frontman KJ Jansen. Now, we actually interviewed KJ a couple of years ago, but unfortunately, we lived every podcaster's worst nightmare. We didn't hit record. Total rookie mistake. So we finally managed to catch up with KJ again just before Chick Diggett's Mary Chicksmith shows. So one in Edmonton on December 10th, 2022 at The Buck and following that one up with Mary Chicksmith part 2 in Calgary on December 21st at the Ship and Anchor. KJ and I covered a lot in this interview, including a really good discussion about screen time and the importance of dialoguing with our kids about what they're seeing on YouTube. We talked about the role of music in KJ's household, and how he and his partner managed to juggle various commitments around the family's needs. And, and KJ also opened up about the recent loss of his own father, and we explored how their relationship evolved over the years. And I really want to thank KJ again for his honesty, because I know it was a tough topic to cover. In band news, KJ gives us some details about new material that Chicks diggit has been recording, and we talk a bit about the upcoming gigs this month and, and other future plans, This was a really insightful discussion. I'm really excited to share it with you. And hopefully I'll see some of you at the show on the 10th. But in the meantime, let's get to the interview. Let's hear it for KJ Jansen on the Rad Dad Show. KJ, thanks for joining me on the Rad Dad Show. I'm going to start the way we always do by saying, who are you?
0: Well, I'm uh, KJ Jansen and I play guitar and I sing in chicks dig it but most importantly I'm a husband and a father I have a small family here in Calgary where I live of a beautiful wife and two children um, and we have a daughter who's 13 mm-hmm. and a son who is uh, just turned seven and uh, yeah it's a busy uh, little house yeah and, and- lots of the stuff happening all the
1: time yeah no kidding um so yeah like managing kids in school you're a musician um you got a day job so it's kind of finding that balance that's that's always tough for everyone but i'm i'm gonna sort of start us off i mean this is the rad dad show so i have to ask you do you consider yourself a rad dad
0: uh well you know i think uh no i would say uh definitely a dad and, <laughs> uh,
1: and I think checking that box,
0: I think it, it, it would have to be up to somebody else to call you rad. If you were to ask my kids, I think that would be maybe the most uh honest answer you would get. I, I'd say they probably say no, <laughs> too. okay. So, yeah, I was so, I don't know. yeah, so you're being
1: modest, so that's okay. We're our, our whole thing is about like giving dads a pat on the back, so we want you to say, yeah, I'm, I'm a rad dad, but
0: super rad dad over here.
1: Yeah. So, so, but let me ask you, um, like what's a rad dad? So I know you don't want to sort of, you know, call yourself a rad dad, but like, what are characteristics of a dad that make them rad?
0: Um, well, I think, uh, you know, definitely patience, um, and, uh, spending time, you know, with your kids, I think, and, and, patient time with your kids Mm -hmm. um i would say uh yeah i think you know all the things i think that outwardly would make you appear to be a rad dad are kind i think they kind of come naturally with just liking your kids a lot loving them even and uh so i would say that uh it it comes naturally it's just like a thing that happens so um The characteristics, I would just say, uh, a dad who's paying attention to uh, how awesome and how awesome it is and how lucky he is, I would say.
1: Yeah, I like that that comment about sort of paying attention because some of it is um, like that's hard to do as a parent, actually, sometimes. Mm -hmm. Right. Like you kind of get caught up in the. uh, The day to day and the stress and the struggles, and sometimes it's hard to have that perspective sometimes.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think. Uh, For whatever reason, uh, yeah, it just kind of hits me often in a day where it's like, wow, this is actually pretty great what's happening. I'm exhausted. And and all the things I would normally, I would have complained about before all this. um, And actually, if I take a moment and just look at what's going on right now, what's really going on, this is pretty incredible, you know. So, and that way, you know, and I've actually, you know, to the band I'm in, I think I've always kind of done that in the band. I've always been, for whatever reason, able to say, oh my God, look what we're doing right now. This is pretty great. Um, And I can look back on my time in the band previously and say, I didn't actually take any of it for granted. I, you know, and that's my greatest fear, I think, is uh, looking back on all this, you know, the kids' childhoods and, you know, us being able to experiencing them. And, uh, oh, that's our dog upstairs. I don't know if you can hear that.
1: Yeah, no problem. Um, <laughs> you got a dog, um, Hey,
0: yes. Despite um, the song. Yeah. But, but just to finish that. Yeah. I yeah. think, uh, you know, I, I, my greatest fear is to look back on all this and just feel that I missed out on any, any of it or that I didn't truly, uh, try and embrace the magic while it was happening.
1: Yeah, that's a, um, I think that's an important thing and, and something a lot of people share, right, is that sort of being present and and not not taking for granted the situation you have uh, when you have it good. Um, yeah. The other, the flip side to it. So like, you know, there's kind of two ways of looking at like being a rad dad. And I think on the surface, a lot of people sort of, you know, I think our, our shows about, we, we talk to lots of people we think are rad, right? Rad musicians and artists and, you know, authors and, all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. So there's also that piece and you kind of said your kids, your kids might not, um, I don't know, they might not consider you rad maybe in that way. What do they think about like what you do and your, you know, your career as a musician?
0: Um, I think, I think they think it's cool for sure. And I think, uh, you know, there's been times when, you know, not often, but sometimes it happens where you get recognized and, and, and I think that those are the moments where they, you know, uh, I think enjoy it or recognize it or whatever the most, but uh, yeah, I would say, I don't think they'd think of me in that way. I'm just the dude who makes the KD and gets (laughs) to school on time (laughs) and plays with them. And, you know, um, yeah, that kind of, you know, and, and yeah, I think that's, but other than that, I mean, it's, it's hard to say. I think, you know, they're very uh, sweet kids and they, I can tell they like me a lot. And so I, I'm I'm gonna assume that fall falls into the ca- category of <laughs> rad dad, I guess. But
1: yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean that's what it's all about. What are your? I'm curious. Are your kids like into music?
0: Yeah, like, they both play. playing music. Yeah, so our our son who's seven, he plays violin and piano, and drums. Huh. But we he's not been um, uh, taking lessons for the drums. But that's that's his. Um, biggest um uh want in the world right now other than some video game systems that i forgot the name of uh, would be drum lessons <laughs> the drum lessons would be the the thing he would love the most
1: do you guys have drums at home
0: yeah the band practice is here so okay he just kind of hops on tyler's kit and every time we have band practice which is twice a year tyler has to adjust <laughs> his kit and find his drumsticks because they're all over the place but uh yeah, so he he hops on that one. It's a little big for him, but you know, he he gets to do all the, you know, the fun things drummers do. Yep. And and how about your daughter? Oh yeah, so sorry. Yeah. Uh and she plays piano and ukulele and sings. And nice. I think I think she's kind of ready to move on from piano maybe. Um so we'll see that what happens. That sometimes happens, there. happens right? Mhm. She's she's played since she, I think she was three so I think you know that's 10 years so and she's got she's good so I think you know if she wanted to move on for a while I mean we'd be fine with that I think she's worked really hard and we want her to love it yeah so we don't want to be forcing um you know them to to do something like that that they should just love so
1: yeah you you want your kids to follow their passions right but I mean there is that uh, it, probably it changes a little bit as they age. So my kids are a little bit younger. So I'm still in the phase, like I've got a daughter who's seven and a daughter who's four. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're we're still in the phase of, you know, some things you kind of have to like, make them do like, you know, you're going to go sure. in soccer and you're going to try that. And, and but then you're you're having to walk that line of like kind of making them do something versus just letting them explore the things that they're passionate about, right? You kind of have to mm-hmm. have to walk that line.
0: Yeah, there's certain things that you know they kind of are expected to do, I guess. Yeah. But luckily, they love those things, so we don't really tell them that they're expected to do that. So somehow we've managed to <laughs> keep yeah. the illusion alive, or whatever. But yeah, you're right. Like I think you, that's part of parenting, right? Is sometimes there's unpleasant things that have to happen, and you know you got to find a way to make them happen in the least unpleasant way possible. You know. Yeah. And And yeah, so luckily music doesn't fall into that category yet, you know, and they're both in sports as well. So um, like uh, we're getting a lot of miles on the family minivan for sure. Yeah.
1: Nice. Do you guys Mm -hmm. do like jam a little bit at home? Do you guys play together?
0: Yeah, well, uh, Adam, our son and I will go into the garage quite a bit and, you know, just play and, uh, you know, I'll kind of when they're on the piano, I'll usually play along in the background. Yeah, you know, to mixed to mixed reviews. By the, I think they (laughs) they like it sometimes and not other times, but uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think you know. And then my my wife was also in a band, right? We we play at home. You know, there's a lot of music being played in the house, Um, and uh, so I think, you know, and people will be rolling through town, staying with us. Um, you know, there's a piano instruments all over the living room. It's kind of just, uh, what ha- ends up happening when there's a bunch of people who play music and a bunch of instruments laying around. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. And we have a piano, which I did. I was like, I don't want a piano. Let's just get a keyboard. But we got this piano and man, it's like constantly being used, you know, we, awesome. We uh, yeah, that was a good thing that I listened to my wife on because I was like "Eh, it's a heavy
1: yeah my piece of my in-laws have been trying to get us to take their piano and I'm just like ah like I don't think we have room for it like how are we going to get it in the house and uh, maybe it's worth considering
0: I would say you know uh yeah somehow this thing has wormed its way into my heart so yeah um yeah just like the dog so
1: uh yeah yeah so let's bring it back around to the dog another member of your family
0: (laughs) yeah Well, I always grew up with dogs and, and, uh, no, I love dogs. You know, it's just, uh, you know, that we had a few friends at the time that song was written, you know, that, you know, had dogs and it really kind of got in the way of our uh, relationship with them. So it's kind of about that.
1: Everybody can relate to that, right?
0: I I think so, yeah. Yeah.
1: And to some degree, you you see yourself in it, like, you know, certainly I do in in that song a little bit too, so.
0: Yeah, well, (laughs) Yeah, that's, you know, that's growing up when you're starting to admit to yourself all these things that were probably true all along. And right. Yeah. And and (laughs) realizing, oh, that that actually is me and has been me the whole time.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, speaking of growing up, so like, let's rewind a little bit to when you first became a dad. So this like about 13 years ago. Yeah. Like what was going on in your life at that time? yeah. You know, I always kind of ask the question, like, did you have fears about becoming a dad? Maybe I'll ask, like, did you always want, did you know you always wanted to be a dad?
0: Yeah, I, th- I think I did. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a tough question. I mean, yeah. And you know what? And, and it was bef- shortly before that we were kind of, um, cause we had talked about it before we got married and it was like, yeah, we were something we were going to do. And then, um, around the time we got married um we started to see like a lot of divorces happen not -hmm. a lot but you know divorces happening um and uh you know just the kids getting involved in that and all the the things that go along with that and not that we were planning on getting divorced or anything but it was just like just seeing that um you know uh just there was a lot of kids in crisis in our midst somehow yeah uh, around the time maybe crisis is a strong word but you know maybe it's not um well you, so- you you it's you're thinking
1: about like how our decision here to bring kids into this world how that you know could what ramifications that can have on on them later down the line like some people will talk about mm-hmm. like you know we're really worried about climate change and we're you know should we really have kids and um maybe you're worried about you know divorce because you've you've seen some of that too so that i think that's normal
0: yeah i don't think it was a divorce we were worried about just seeing how uh kids are affected by adults yeah um you know uh nuances (laughs) so i think that was the big thing for me i was like um yeah i don't know uh yeah there was a lot of things going
2: nothing nothing
0: with us really it was just like yeah, just yeah. Seeing other people go through stuff you know and um so yeah that was i think a big thing for me where i was like is this a good idea you know and but then it happened and i was like why didn't we do this a long time ago yeah it's actually incredible this thing that seemed like it'd be the hugest pain in the ass is 10 times the pain in the ass i thought it was going to be but, but a million times more amazing than i thought it was going to be yeah Um, so yeah, I don't know, but I also remember, I I remember being a child. I remember what that was like. I've, I've never forgotten that. And I think that's important. And i also remember what it was like to be not with kids. And I understand people that don't want to have kids too. I, you know, it's, I, I absolutely understand that it's not for everybody, but I, it's the best thing that I've ever been a part of in my life by far.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, do you feel like it it changed you as a person or do you think you were just sort of like, that was who you were, you know, sort of designed to be or. Uh,
0: Yeah. I don't know how it worked. I, 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 I think, you know, it did change parts of me and bring out parts of me and, uh, and, yeah, no, I think it's it's only been a good thing for me. Um, yeah, just, um, yeah, and I think, you know, you watch your kids growing up and you see a lot of you in mm-hmm. there, you know, for better and for worse. And uh, I think that's been a really good insight into my childhood because I'm, like, you know, 100 years old right now, so I feel like I've forgotten some of the little aspects of it, I remember what it felt like, but I don't remember, you know, all the things. And when you see a little person discovering something, you're like, that actually, um, you know, resonates a little bit with me. And the fact that maybe that's how it happened with me, you know, I don't know. That's just something that is pretty common. Just, you know, we're putting up the Christmas tree right now and yeah. just watching the little guy, just he's so excited, you know, and I was always so excited for Christmas too. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's really just, uh, yeah, I don't know.
1: It's yeah. It's like that ability to put yourself in their shoes, right? Like you, if, if you can do that, it makes, um, you know, cause there's challenges coming along with parenting, obviously, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. it, it can be really stressful. It can be really annoying or frustrating sometimes you know, all those things. Um, yeah. and I think that's totally normal, but if you can kind of put yourself in their shoes and that's such a good point, it's funny. Like, I don't know if, Really, anyone's ever said that before like you know look like looking at it through their eyes or like really thinking about what it feels like for them Mm -hmm. um, is really important because that's really powerful when you think back to like those like uh really strong memories that you have as a kid like Mm -hmm. how how that makes you feel um and, and then to to know that as a parent you have kind of the the ability to create that for them for your own kids too
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it's it, it, it's something that, you know, I, I think about a lot with with them. And, and, yeah, I think when you're caring for somebody or, you know, whether it be, you know, an elderly parent or whatever, you have to really think about wh- where they're coming from. If you want to do a good job caring for this person. Mm-hmm. And then with kids, you have to care for them, right? You have to, like, get them what they want you know try and circumvent certain things let them experience certain things that are shitty yeah. you know because that's important too i think it's important not to negate our entire childhood you know just so they avoid all these unpleasant things you know don't get me wrong try not we you know we're trying to avoid some unpleasant things but some of them just kind of happen right and yeah. you know so uh yeah i think yeah, we're really, you know, I think Kathy and I are both on the same page, which is also super important. Yeah. Or I'm very lucky for. And so, yeah, I think um, I think she's kind of the same way where she sees a lot of herself in them, too. And we often say, oh, that was just like me. Oh, my God. She <laughs> looks like pictures of me when I was a kid. You know, that kind of thing. It's know? amazing. Yeah, it is. Yeah.
1: Um, Absolutely you've touched on your childhood a little bit. So are, like, are you comfortable talking about your dad? I know you lost your dad this year and I was really
0: mm-hmm.
1: sorry to hear that. Um, Thank you. I saw you in, in May in Medicine Hat and I right. actually, I actually, you and I actually had a conversation about your dad. We were talking about it in like your dad in the context of your mom who you lost last year, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, and I remember you were like the way you were talking about your dad, you know, just you were talking about the great relationship that you have and how important he was to you um and Billy was on the show as well um not too long mm-hmm. ago right and he he had actually mentioned about your dad too he's kind of like the dad to the band and um obviously your dad had a powerful presence um like are you for comfortable sure. talking about you know your relationship with your dad and um, yeah of course yeah. yeah how that kind of factors in f- for you um as a parent now.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, he was a parent at a different time. Like, in terms of him parenting me, like, uh, our family was, you know, uh, I have two older sisters, but they're, like, 10 years older than me. Yeah. And so I came came later, plus I was a boy. And so I had a total different um, uh, childhood and upbringing than they did. Yeah. And I think that when I came along... You know they like they, they had come from holland uh at separate times they had met in edmonton and so they didn't have a lot of money when my sisters were growing up and you know not really when i came along either um, in fact i found after my dad passed in his papers um, about a month i was born he got a vasectomy. So clearly I was like a <laughs> an, and I was told I was an accident. So I'm gonna actually get that frame because it's pretty funny. Yeah. Um but uh so you know, um he was, I would say, like under a lot of pressure to, you know, provide for this family. They had come to Canada and I think wasn't as much fun, maybe around the house. Not that he was, you yeah. know, he was it was just more stress around the house than. When my sisters were growing up, than when I was. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, um, I guess in terms of my young childhood, I think that we didn't really connect that much. Um, He was also like a carpenter. He was like a child carpenter after the war in Holland and came to Canada, didn't speak English, um, and just, you know, did odd carpenter jobs learned you know electrical plumbing he could do anything yeah and so um yeah i think he wanted to connect on that level where and he was also a kind of a terrible teacher he he would just do it yeah and then say that's how you do it and then you were like well I, i'd like to do it and then you'd start doing it and then he would just take over and do it he, he could
1: you yeah know. give me that screwdriver
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't really like um, we weren't super close. I was closer with my mom. Not that we weren't close, but yeah. I was definitely, you know, a mama's boy, um, and proud of it. And then when mom died, well, actually when mom got sick, so that she got sick about maybe five or six years ago. That's when, uh, you know, and my sisters, you know, kind of live in other cities. Um, so we got close, Yeah, you know? We got closer, you know, and when I started the band too, because, you know, we was helping us build band bands and stuff and, cool. and, uh, but I was always gone, you know, like touring and whatever. Yeah. And so, yeah, the last five, six years we got really close. Like we would walk every day and, you know, talk about things that, you know, he never really ever indicated he was comfortable talking about. So it was really great. So yeah, we, you know, and when we moved, when we bought a house, we bought a house near my parents. Yeah. Nice. And they became our like card buddies. You know, we would go for dinner all the time. You know, it was just they were friends. Yeah. You know, more than parents. So, yeah, I think the relationship definitely evolved and changed as it got older.
1: So. which which is like which i think is is normal too right like because mm-hmm. we our role as parents changes over time too you know we're when our kids are younger so taking taking out the whole fact that like this was a different time as well right and he's you know immigrated to canada and sort of having to make a life for your family which mm-hmm. is a different situation than maybe you're in today or 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 well, they in.
0: set us up like you yeah mean, you know people talk about privilege i mean we are, you know, the, you know, epitome of that they set us up, you know, and when we moved to this house, it was this old broken down house and dad was here. Like, there's not an inch of this house he didn't touch, you know, he fixed everything and painted and, you know, it's just, you know, so this, you know, we talked about moving into their house after they were both gone, but I think this house is just as much, you know, him, yeah. And my mom, you know, as their house was. So, yeah, I mean, very lucky.
1: Yeah. Well, that's really cool. It's, it, you know, these are kind of some of the silver linings of, of bad situations that happen in our lives too. And this was something you and I were talking about before, like, you know, your mom got sick. So I had a very similar situation. My mom had gotten sick um, and she passed away in 2020 and my, Sorry. my, yeah, thanks. And my dad and I, we were all like, we never had a problem, uh, but weren't super close. Um, didn't have a lot of shared interests and things like that, but through that process became closer obviously and spent way more time together and, and started to realize, geez, we, we like hanging out with each other actually. So we should do that Ooh, more often.
0: Awesome.
1: <laughs> right. And, yeah. and it sounds like it's kind of a similar situation, um, with you. And it's kind of a neat thing to think about that. Like, yeah, you can kind of, you know, at some point transition to friends with your kids and, um, you know, it's it's just kind of a neat, a neat thing to observe and be part of. I think um, that that relationship sure. can evolve over time. I don't. It, it also kind of made me think a little bit about like, oh, I don't have to be a hundred percent perfect at this right now, because mm-hmm. my dad wasn't. Um, there's nothing I hold against him really, but you know, it didn't change that I care about him now, mm-hmm. right?
0: Yeah. No, and I, I like, and that's another thing about looking. We are talking about looking through. You know or looking at our ourselves basically or whatever, and I'm also looking at my dad, yeah. you know in terms of because I don't think I'm really experiencing that many things that he didn't experience, I'm sure some things, but um so yeah, I think there's definitely like uh you know, oh well, <laughs> I can understand why you know he maybe you know wasn't perfect in this area or that area because that's fucking tough you know and I think um it's probably you know been a lot easier for me because of a lot of the the way my parents set us up you know they really you know um did so yeah I think you know and both my parents were very um uh complimentary about our parenting like they never ever criticized us they only uh supported us it was great oh that's
1: good too mm-hmm. yeah um very lucky and your your dad was he so it sounds like he was pretty supportive of what you did as as a musician he was well kind of
0: helpful. it's fun. it's funny he he never liked to show you know or stay or whatever he wasn't he's like you know your classic uh old school dad, Stoic dad. always kind of yeah yeah but now you know i'm starting to see where i kind of missed You know, sometimes when somebody says they love you, it's not them saying, hey, I love you. It's them, you know, doing it in another way. Yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, so another interesting thing that happened if we're because parents, I guess, dads, we're talking about dads. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, when when mom died, he was over at the house kind of every day. Uh, And we would have coffee, go for a walk, whatever, talk, you know, it was pretty emotional time. And then one day he didn't show up and he had gone, like he has a sort of group of friends, um, and it's, it's a big group of friends, but most of them are now widows or, you know, it's mostly women is what I'm getting at. Okay. So he, he didn't show up one day and called him, he didn't answer. So we're like, okay, whatever. And then he came over and I was like, oh, where were you? And he's like, oh, you know, we went for a drive and, um, and uh, turns out he met somebody, okay. like a, a girlfriend, and he, you know, he's 84, but still driving, still like, you know, uh, getting around or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah. So that was a different thing. So, um, and I also had to keep it a secret, which was difficult too, because he didn't want anyone to know because he felt like, people are going to say I should wait. And I'm like, well, fuck you're 84, 85. (laughs) Like what? do Want to wait till you're 90? You know, like um, anyway, so, um, so we kind of got this um, new friend in our lives still. Yeah. Who, um, yeah. You know, in a short period of time, because it was only like a year before he passed, but yeah. So I got to watch him, uh, behave like a teenager and you know like he was telling me the same things about her that i would have said to him like in high school about say if i met a girl I'd be like you know he's like she's got a driver's license you know and I'm like, <laughs> it was just a big thing if you're 85 right and yeah and uh so yeah i think uh it, it was interesting seeing him through like that lens too because yeah. that's a, a side to him probably similar to what he was like when he met my mom you know yeah. or there's elements or whatever so yeah that was a really interesting time and a cool time that brought us closer together too
1: interesting yeah because that that's something you know we all kind of think about it. it's kind of on my mind too you know with my dad so um you know and I've thought about it a little bit too like what would i think if that happened right and um it's, it's a little weird but then yeah.
0: you know you got to think about it practically like you know, if that were me and, you know, I think people who are in, what's the, what's that they say about uh, people who are in a really good relationship, they usually end up finding somebody and people who are in maybe not the greatest relationship to say, you know, and I'm going to be single for a while.
2: Yeah. So, yeah.
0: and, and yeah, he and my mom were very close, obviously. So, yeah, I think, and this woman was a friend of my parents too. So wait, interesting in wings and whatnot. There's like,
1: Oh you know, yeah. Some drama yeah. there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But she's the lovely, just a lovely person. We love her so much.
1: Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. awesome to hear. Um, well, yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I know, you know, it's pretty fresh for you. And like <laughs> I said, you know, um, you know, it's, was- whenever you hear that someone loses someone close to them, it's always really, really tough. But we just kind of had that conversation not that long before. And I just like, kind of like, couldn't believe it. So um, yeah, yeah, really sorry for your, for your loss. And, um, you know, I know it's not easy, um, but it's nice to yes. be able to, to reflect on, on some of those things that that, that person has imparted on you, you know,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so much more. I mean, we could do a whole podcast on that. But yeah, I think it's it's still strangely fresh. I mean, what has it been like four months now, you know, but uh, yeah, I guess it gets easier, they say. So,
1: yeah, we'll see. yeah. Um... So, well, why don't we talk a little bit about, um, I guess like, you know, one of the things I'm always really interested in is balance and how you, how you sort of manage, you know, you've kind of got an interesting situation. So you, yeah, you, we talked about, you got a day job, but then playing chicks, dig it, you guys still tour occasionally, you're, you know, still putting out music and we'll, maybe we'll talk a little bit about that afterwards mm-hmm. if, if you're willing to, um, but, like, how, how do you guys sort of achieve that that balance when you need to be away, for example, or you're recording or whatever? And, and I, you know, I'm kind of curious, too. Sorry, I'm rambling a little bit here. But that's you good. mentioned your wife, Kathy. So, played in Riff Randalls still? Like, is, is she still playing music?
0: Uh, no, I'm not really interested in it either. Okay. <laughs> you know, which is too bad because I love the Riff Randalls there. Yeah, me too. And, and I've got and one of their
1: sevens here behind me. So,
0: Oh, very cool. Yeah. Thank you. Um. Yeah, I. I think you know she's just not feeling that, and we were just in Vancouver a little while ago visiting Anne Marie, the the drummer, the riff Randalls, and yeah, I mean, I, I. I wish they were still playing, and you know we. You know, but it, it's not on the table as far as she's concerned. So, or she's concerned. So I'll I'll do leave you, it at that. You do know? you feel
1: like? Do you feel like she? like that helps though, in terms of her having experience, you know, so kind of living that life touring and making music like with, with you still doing that, does that sort of help you guys manage maybe some of the challenges that come along with that when you need to be away from the family, for example?
0: Yeah. I I think she gets it and understands why it's a part of me, you know, and I think, so there's never, yeah, there's never been any issues around, you know, support on her end or whatever, you know, um so yeah I think you know it's like I'm trying to figure out what the balance is again because we basically there's been you know a pandemic
2: Mm -hmm.
0: both my parents died Mm -hmm. and so I'm trying to figure out you know I'm just you know I'm actually getting to a spot now where it's you know I want to do it and have fun with it you know like we put up a I put up an Instagram post for um one of the upcoming shows and i'm like i haven't i put up like three posts this year where it's normally it's a regular thing it's just kind of i haven't had the energy for it, like the emotional energy you know yeah but i'm, I'm at the point now where i'm like i want to go out and have some fun you know and i think my parents would probably want me to go out and have some fun too you know totally so yeah i think in terms of balance i forget I, I i totally forget what what the yeah. balance is like i know there was a balance and that was our number one goal was the balance because uh you know jobs kids band and um obviously family you know is the most important one of those it's yeah. the biggest ball so i don't know if you could juggle it you know how many people juggle it you know whatever i can't do like that but if you throw the one up And then, and then the two and then the one and the two, you know, it's more like that, but the one in the middle has to be the giant big family ball. And that's the most important one, you know, so.
1: So how's that changed? How's that changed your approach to like playing shows and stuff? You're doing more kind of weekend stuff? Like, how do you, how do you manage Tours. I know it's been a little while. Uh, You've done some short tours here and there recently. Um, Like, how do how do you guys approach that? I I talked a little bit about it with Billy, and I know there's three of you guys that have kids in the band, Mm -hmm. right? So, um, yeah, how do you guys work it out?
0: Yeah, I think we just sort of say, hey, what about this day? Can everybody do it? Yeah, we. I think there's so many days we can do it in a year, and um, you know, we'd all of course like to do it more. Right now, everybody's got young kids. It's not really, um, you know, if we want to keep the balance going, it's not a good idea to go on tour for two months or whatever. Yeah. As much fun as that would be. I don't actually know if it would be that fun to go on tour for two months, but uh, it used to be. Um, But, uh, yeah, I think that's the key is balance, right? And I think that's the most important thing, you know, and keeping all of the areas fun somehow. Even yeah. though some of them, you know, but when I go away for a while to play shows or when I would go away for tour, come back, it's like, I'm way better in like uh, at my job and way better at getting shit done around the house and whatever, yeah. you know, because I'm like, I can't wait to get home and do those things that I also love. And then after a while, it's like, okay, it's time to go out <laughs> and recharge the battery or whatever. So... But yeah, I think we're looking to, or, you know, I am for sure looking to figure out what that balance was because, you know, pandemic and all the other stuff, it's, it's, uh, yeah, really thrown a ma- wrench the into the muscle everything memory. Out. Yeah. yeah. It, there's a bit of a wrench thrown into it. So it'll get figured out.
1: So, I mean, that's a good transition. Ask what's, what's happening with chicks to what's happening with KJ Jansen um, in the next little bit. So one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you obviously is cause you guys are playing Edmonton um, mm-hmm. in about a week, uh, which is exciting. So really stoked about that. And then you guys are also playing Calgary right before Christmas, Merry right. Christmas. Yep. What else is happening?
0: Well, I think that's all we have planned right now. You know, I was, I just didn't want, like we've canceled so many things. Yeah. And the last little bit. And I'm just talking to people who are in the business, and everybody is just still struggling, you know, with, you know, canceled stuff and things not happening, whatever. Like it's, it's really been, you know, hard. And so I don't want to say, yeah, this is going to happen until I know everything's kind of yeah. ironed out. And I don't know that right now, to be honest, you know, I'm, um, you know, I, I'm at about 60%, you know, certainty of anything at any time right now, I would say. Yeah. (laughs) You know,
1: like, like, is that, is most of that sort of related to still this ongoing challenges related to pandemic? Is that sort of what you mean? Like,
0: I would say mostly right now for me, you know, the parents stuff, there's, Hmm. you know, a house we're trying to sell like there's I'm the executor of this estate kind of thing. So that's my, you know, um, like I'm still playing lots of guitar. We're practicing, you know. I'm writing all the things, but I can't really do anything about it. Yeah, because you know I just can't be away right now. So, but that's what that's you kind said. Of you, the sad reality of it, you know.
1: You're you're juggling and you're kind of mm-hmm. focused on the the big family ball right now, right? Yeah, yeah, and that's okay because you know, like it doesn't have to be, I I don't think it has to be one at the expense of the other. It's just, if you don't do a good job of this one, you're never going to be able to do a good job of the other ones either. Mm-hmm. Right. Like everything yeah. sort of is, is, is in balance. So um, there's just times that we have to do that stuff.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, the the family uh, one is like, you know, not my usual family one with the kids and, yeah, yeah. and Kathy, this yeah. is like, you know, if I look at all the things you know, my parents did for me and the band, Yeah, I got to do a good job. Here. You know, I can't be half-assing this one, you know? Yeah.
1: So yeah.
0: That's kind of where I'm at. You know, it's, uh, it's important. Something,
1: me. something not a lot of people talk about or certainly prepare you for as you're getting older, that like when someone passes away, there's this whole thing that happens
0: afterwards.
1: That's like, yeah, really not easy yeah yeah right. for sure I think
0: yeah I think you know you miss them and all that stuff but then it's like the day-to-day stuff where you know I gotta go to the bank all the time and pay bills I can't auto pay any of it like it's like we're yeah. you know still cleaning out this house yeah. Kathy, yeah, yeah. Kathy and I are doing it together and so it's like yeah that's you know kind of takes up a lot of you know energy you know yeah. but you know at the end of the day like it's it's not a problem it's the situation that came about because of this great thing in my life these people who were so great to me yeah so yeah it's just a temporary thing where we you know figure you know the the like estate stuff out like that's yeah. you're right that's something nobody talks about or gets you ready for yeah but holy shit! is it a lot of work and you know emotional stuff you know yeah you're cleaning out this house that you grew up in throwing away stuff of right. your parents, you know, and it's, it's a lot. Yeah. You know, say. Yeah. But, you know, I have great friends like, you know, Billy, you know, we still have fun. I don't want you to think we're just sitting around here, you know, moping around. Yeah. You know, Clean up, you know, underwear drawers, of people that have passed away. It's, you know, there's, there's fun stuff happening too, but it's just right now we're kind of in the thick of it. You know, yeah. I would say. Yeah.
1: Well, I appreciate you. Kind of taking the time to to come on the show, talk about all that stuff. Um, You know, despite everything that's going on, I know, like like you said, it's still pretty fresh. Um, But I I really appreciate your perspective, and I think it's important. Like this is a thing um, we go through that, that, like we were talking about, like nobody can really prepare you for what this is like, and and it's it's really helpful to I think hear. What what other people have experienced because it's really not easy. So I pre- yeah I totally appreciate you sharing. I to her, yeah,
0: I, are we gonna I, talk I, about my kids and me being a dad or what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. We kind of we kind of skipped into that whole section. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's exactly what I was gonna say. I I, I like I want to come back to ending on kind of that high note uh, about your kids. And so what I always like to ask is like what tell me what those most rewarding aspects are of being a dad?
0: Um, Yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's just, it's the little day-to-day things, you know, where you're just, you know, like a little family unit, you know, or those moments where, you know, where, yeah, it's kind of like what I talked about before that acknowledgement without saying things. It's sort of like, you know, they turn around and grab your hand or, you know, that kind of thing. And then just seeing them uh, uh, experience the good things, you know, and, and learn uh, things and, and seeing things like dawn on them that, uh, you know, um, you can't teach or whatever, you know, or you yeah. can just sort of like, uh, um, what's the word? Um, you can, you know, mo ma- what's the word Mo- model Yeah, <laughs> model, it. Yeah, yeah. model. Yeah. Um, yeah like and and when you know because you can't be like you have to do this you have to behave this way you have to be able to tell a joke yeah you have to be able to be funny like it's these things are things they just pick up on and those are the things that are like you know when our kids are funny like that's yeah. a big one and it's uh yeah i mean we're kathy and i are a pretty tough crowd like we don't laugh easily so And, you know, everybody says, oh, my kid's so cute and whatever. No, our kids are actually cute and are actually funny. (laughs) Because we're not actually objectively. Yeah, we're not giving them any slack just because they're our kids. They better be. We're just treating them like any old kids on the street. Yeah, (laughs) that's amazing. Yeah,
1: Well, yeah, you're you're right, though, about the modeling piece. Like, I don't know. Can you teach a kid to be compassionate? You can model it. And you can, mm-hmm. you know, sort of show them what that looks like. But it's hard to say, oh, so, you know, if you see someone falls down, like, you you know, you you go help them up. Like, you can say that, but is that going to motivate them to do it? It's hard to say, right? Yeah. But when you see them, that becomes a personality trait or, yeah, they're funny. Like, that's a really good example. Um, you know, the, it's it's kind of about that individuality almost and,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: self-expression, like them showing who they really are.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think, yeah. And and that's another thing too, you're getting to is just seeing that uh, their little personalities come out and their, their little worlds forming and seeing them, you know, with other kids and, you know, how they, you know, handle that. And, you know, we were like with uh, all the, chicks dig it went to vegas we were supposed to go camping and then there was forest fires and so we we tried to find a place where we wanted to find the cheapest place we could fly to that didn't have smoke yeah. you know because there's you know are you, you guys get the smoke too in it, oh, and oh yeah yeah forest yeah fire for smoke. sure so we fly we fly to vegas in in july and i was like 140 out or whatever <laughs> and, and so but we had gone to this like a container mall kind of thing and they had this deal where it was like for whatever time you were there you could buy drinks and food It was kind of all you could drink and eat yeah for an hour or whatever so sounds like vegas got, yeah yeah so we got these little cabanas there's a little astroturf area and there was a stage there if i remember correctly and but there's all these kids uh you know kind of running around and and playing and on the astroturf and there was like toys big toys for them to play with and whatever cool. and, and this other kid kind of comes along and didn't like billy's kid for whatever reason and hey. we're talking the kids are like three and two like just walking you know kind of thing and uh so um and billy's kid's lovely by the way little little billy yeah Minnie, billy, Junior. Or billy boy as we call him and uh so um and so i watched adam i was really proud adam saw this kid and it was a little bit older and adam just that's my son he just yep. went after this kid it was like he wasn't having it you can't mess with my friend billy boy and i was like oh, i'm proud yeah. at this moment you know because it's like um yeah he was he instinctively knew that he had to stand up for his friends or whatever and i thought ah, that's that's a good kid i like this kid I keep him around."
1: Yeah that that's awesome. Like when you see that, like, yeah, we were just talking about that becoming an innate part of them, right. Mm -hmm. An instinctive part. So, and being a buddy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and that, that does, I think come from modeling. So, um, you know, when, when you can, (laughs) when you can see that and you can recognize that, that's a good feeling as a parent too. Mm -hmm. makes you feel like, you know, pat yourself on the back. I, I did something right here.
0: Yeah, I suppose where he just, He's a smart kid. He figures stuff out. I don't know if I'm modeling any of it. He's just learning from YouTube right now. I think we're letting YouTube <laughs> do all the uh, parenting.
1: <laughs> yeah. YouTube is a, is kind of a um, double-edged sword, right? Like there's so much cool stuff there, but there's also so much just totally weird, awful things <laughs> for your kids to accidentally end up on too. Yeah.
0: We were talking about that today. Like, uh, you know, cause there was some thing on YouTube where it was like, um it was like a clip inside um I I don't even know what it was a clip inside of, but you know how they they ram a whole bunch of world's eighteen funniest yep. things that happen or whatever. And one of those things was like uh um it was like what do you identify as a man, a woman, or a um a Walmart shopping bag or something like that. And he was laughing because it was ridiculous and we're like, Okay, okay, hold on a second. Yeah that's not okay because yeah. they're here's what they're getting yeah. at they're they're making fun of you know people who identify as something other than that it's not yeah. okay and so we have to you know <laughs> well that's uh,
1: exactly it like you you have no you have no control over what they end up accessing right like unless you're sitting there with them all the time which you probably sh- should be doing like I, you know i'm guilty of that all the time like my, my it'll turn on youtube and i come downstairs like what the hell are you watching like Mm -hmm. you know whether it's just sort of like almost more like adult oriented or whatever um probably not age appropriate or things like that right where they're just exposed to things that like they don't have the context of
0: yeah yeah absolutely yeah so it's good because we have a lot of conversations about stuff and he'll say something that i know he heard on youtube because there's no way he's uh hearing it anywhere else yeah and uh you know and then will be like, okay, so what does this mean? Like, why is this funny? And it's usually just funny to him because it's ridiculous or whatever. Or, you know, delivery is a huge thing with comedy too, right? Yeah. Where You know, so that's maybe why it's funny too. But, yeah, it's good. You know, he's he's actually a really easy kid to talk to. And he he listens and he, he uh, yeah. So I think there's hope. Um, for our family with these two yeah (laughs) but uh, yeah youtube man it's like there's a lot of stuff out there that you know it's not maybe they're not ready to compute
1: yeah oh for sure yeah it's it's a tough tough time to be a parent i think because there's just so many inputs now for kids like just so much coming at them and whether it's TV or YouTube or just phones or they see things at their friends' houses, there's just so much. So it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, it's impossible. I think you raised a really good point that it's, I think it's basically impossible to totally filter everything they're going to see. But what, what you probably want to instill is that like if there's something you don't totally understand, like you should feel comfortable coming to me and talk, talking about it. Right. Like Mm -hmm. let's, let's figure
0: that out together. And the filtering thing too, was something we saw a lot. You know at the beginning when we became parents Mm -hmm. where people were just trying to keep everything from their kids Mm -hmm. and you know we saw older kids that everything had been kept from them and then we saw older kids that nothing had been kept from them yeah and they were both struggling with those two you know the impacts of those two things and we're kind of like okay you know what parenting's hard work one of the things we're going to do is uh, wade through this shit with them, you know, and like explain and, and take back to taking the time, you know, and so we're trying to not be one or the other. Yeah. And I think that's where kind of life happens is in between the two extremes, whatever they are, whatever you're talking about. So I think that's where we're trying to parent from. We will for sure fuck it all up in the end but that's (laughs) that's our platform anyway
1: well the good the good news is like we were mentioning earlier you you can fuck up and and that's okay you don't have to get everything perfect like i think it's kind of you said it's like you know that feeling that your kid has if they feel like they can come to you with something they don't understand or whatever you have that relationship of trust then you know you should be okay
0: Mm -hmm. yeah that's what we want to have happen it's and but you have to trust them. Yeah, you know to allow that to happen. It's kind of yeah. like the music thing where we don't want to force them to do music. We don't want to force them to do anything. We want them to kind of. We want to encourage and all those things, and deflect sometimes when you know they're feeling down about something and not wanting to do it because they're having a rough day or whatever. Yeah. But, but uh yeah, I think it. it i think at the end of the day you have to trust these little people
1: yeah we talked a little bit about plans for for touring um with chicks dig it Uh, so not too much happening except for most important part is you're coming to edmonton so um which i'm sure is like first priority over playing in calgary and then um you guys had teased some recording that you've been doing too so are you able to talk at all about that are there any plans or is it still sort of in early stages
0: yeah well it's not i wouldn't say it's in early stages i mean it's been going on for a long time i think there's like it's almost 50 songs that we have like the bed tracks for holy shit and but we did some and then we're like oh, okay and then had a little time off and then you know just things happening oh somebody's having a baby like look. Like, if there's ever been a band or a situation where life is happening, it's this band right now. Is this everybody's having kids or dying? So, uh, yeah, it's kind of uh it's all waiting to happen, and I'm able to kind of pop in, you know, once a week and work a little bit on it for a couple hours. So, yeah, it, you, know, once, you know, once a few things, like I was alluding to earlier, once yeah. a few dominoes fall, I think, yeah, we'll be able to – You know get in there i just i don't want to make any promises that we can't keep right now and and that's kind of been you know what i felt has been going on it's like we're doing this we're doing that oh this is canceled that's not happening you know and i i i hate living like that so want to kind of clear a few things out of the way and then we can kind of get back at it normal lots of songs
1: time to be right yeah that's exciting as a fan that's super exciting to hear that there's there's stuff in the works right so um yeah super stoked about that um any advice for parents out there who might be listening you know often i say like what about first time maybe first time dads or dads to be
0: no i would (laughs) say like (laughs) uh yeah it's kind of kind of like uh yeah you've just gotta you know um let things happen naturally i guess but also try but also don't try too hard. Like it's kind of a, you know, once again, balance, but uh, yeah, I would say just like, you know, maybe try and look at it through your own childhood's eyes and, or maybe, maybe look at it sort of as a little bit as you going through it, what that little person's going through and it might, uh, you know, open up some doors. But I think people are just gonna, uh, you know, it's a natural thing yeah. You know, and if you're, uh, um, yeah, if you're uh, doing it and you're in it, you're, you know, you're going to be as good a parent as you can be. <laughs> Some people may, you know, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. But, uh, yeah, I would say I, I I, would not give out any parenting advice. Just love <laughs> your kids and, and uh, that's it.
1: Yeah. Well, we're not a parenting advice podcast, but it's always interesting to hear what, uh, you know, what people think you need to hear. And I, I kind of, I like what you said. Like, it's kind of, I'm kind of reading it as like, don't put too much pressure on yourself. Just do your best.
0: Right. And I think, yeah, I think, yeah, that's, that's exactly what I was trying to say. (laughs) That's,
1: that's (laughs) almost like a, like, I feel like it's, it's, a a motto for it's, it's almost like almost everybody says that in a bit of a different way. Um, because you can plan as much as you want but um like things are just going to come at you and you're just going to have to react and and do what you think is best so um kj i totally appreciate your time tonight i'm glad we could make it work i'm really stoked to see you guys next week in edmonton um and yeah i wish you all the best um with with everything that's going on and uh yeah I, I you know can't wait to hear some new chicks dig it material at some point
0: in the future me too amber thank you so much for having me on um uh,
1: All right. That was KJ Jansen on the Rad Dad Show. Thank you so much, KJ, for joining us on the show. And thank you for listening. If you like this episode, it would mean so much to us if you drop us a review on iTunes or Spotify. And if you're looking for more Rad Dads content, find us wherever you get your podcasts or give us a follow on social media. On Instagram, you can find us at, at rad underscore dads underscore show and on Facebook and Twitter at, at rad dad show. You can also head over to YouTube to watch all of our interviews as well, including this one. Wherever you're watching or listening, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. It really helps us a lot. Lastly, Rad Dads is first and foremost a community organization aimed at positive parenting. You can check out what we do over at raddadsyeg.com. That's raddadsyeg.com. Thanks for tuning in. In the meantime, and in between time, stay rad.